sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Get this message out here. I'm doing what I love to help a community out. Like, yeah, I mean, what is the next step? What's the one thing I can do today? That's going to get us one. So, I mean, I don't know what's what's in the future. Art is the only way you can reach out to the future. It is the only thing that actually lives through a time capsule. And I think that if the DIY scene as a whole put more of a value on itself, it could be a lot more sustainable. Now, if someone doesn't like it, that's their deal. Bought a big star. They have big star shirts here. Oh, man. I know, right? I'm totally wearing <laughs> one for the Posies gig. I'm going to be that fan. Well... With that being said, yeah. for anybody that's watching on film or just listening and curious, we are not at one of my usual spots. No, we're not. We are at Get Hip, which is my place of employment. I have done one other podcast here. Shout out to the Danzas. Oh, cool. Oh, you did the Danza show oh, was here. Oh, cool. Yes. That's no, awesome. did, we did that here. And before I get any further, I have some questions in mind, but I got to do my introduction. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Chin chin. <laughs> Actually, I don't want anybody to see that I'm drinking this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to kind of hide it. Actually, this isn't the most embarrassing thing in the world you could drink. It doesn't matter. Was, it, was it soul? Soul is good. It's refreshing. If we had it's a crisp, Michelob I, Ultra or something, we could yeah. make some jokes. But I mean, then. you know, I, I, I fancy <laughs> myself a bit of a beer snoob. But that's okay. Uh, you know what? But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that bad about it. As I, don't, a, I don't care. As a guy who bartended in a, like a high-end craft cocktail bar, you have to have your high-end stuff, and then you have to have your stuff for just kicking around and oh, having yeah, fun. Definitely. You can't. It's like a, almost like a a band that's so bad it's good, or like a B movie. A B movie is a perfect. You know, a B movie like, is a much better. Yeah, I think there's some bands that are like bad, but you see them live and it's a blast. Sure, you know what I mean. Sure, like it's I not can't good, think of anybody off like the top of a, my head. You are. You want to watch? Guar yeah. isn't really a good yeah. band. No, but it's but like Guar is amazing. Have you, exactly. ever, have you ever seen them live? Yes. Have yeah, you? yeah. How, I, what, was it? I've cool? seen them a few times. I saw them when I was like really, really young. And really? I saw them a little. I saw them just a couple years ago. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I um I did actually. I did a podcast not with somebody in Guar, but they were playing with a band that did a podcast with that singer, like at the really? venue the yeah. same day. Oh, that's so cool. So I kept hoping that like I would like run into yeah, somebody yeah. from Guar, but it yeah. didn't happen. They did probably one of the best covers of uh, Kansas I've ever seen. Yeah, they it was were on that AV AV. Yeah, they've done a few of those, yeah. a few they, different covers. And they that, right? weren't messing around. Like the yeah, the, no. the chorus was Guar, but like in the in all the verses, he was like properly singing, and I'm like, holy shit, they can really. Like, Guar can play, but it was like, he's got a really good voice. And then he would like, Sail along my wayward son, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, totally. It was, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> so, for anyone that doesn't know you two, I am speaking with Kevin and Jesse yep. of the Me Too's. Yes. Say hello. Hello, hey. guys. How you doing? What's happening? For anybody that doesn't know your band, introduce maybe like what kind of stuff you do and uh you know your political views and your social security numbers <laughs> sure credit card uh, numbers social yeah. security number is now um <laughs> yeah i mean we're we're a rock and roll band um we're missing our third member tonight ben is our bass player i play guitar and sing and kevin plays the drums and sings mm -hmm. and ben plays the bass and sings um yeah yeah garage right. rock band yeah. 
garage pop band. Yeah. I don't know. If people ask like power pop. Sure. We love power pop. I wouldn't say we're full power pop yet, yeah. but we it's definitely it's a, hard to do with just three. Yeah. Totally. It would be if we had like a second guitar player and another vocalist where we could do like serious like crazy harmonies and yeah. like yeah, vocals yeah, yeah. we would be i could we could pull off power pop but for yeah. three piece strip down we're like i call it garage pop yeah i mean yeah that's a good description i dig it yeah yeah especially like some of the newer stuff we've been writing mm-hmm. but we'll get into that so yeah totally for sure yeah. now um nothing i mean you both look like older gentlemen probably my age and or older i'm 32 okay i'm 32 as well hey 32 what's shape 40 hey it's all good (laughs) yeah so you had mentioned before that you know you work for the post office i don't want to get into all that but i know it's a really complicated job and it takes a while to kind of get into it right yeah so how was that transition like i'm imagining you were probably playing music when you started working for the post office maybe and like i was curious like how you were able to juggle like that job where you work all the fucking time and being in bands and whatever else you have going on in life. You're just tired. I mean, you work <laughs> the first year, you, the first year of that job, I work seven days a week. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. on Sundays, I'm in a truck driving stuff off for like five, six hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have those days where you get to be off. But like my first year there, we were doing gigs, we were recording an mm-hmm. EP. And I worked from January 2nd to April 28th without one day off. I have a yeah. buddy that recently started working for the post office a, a, a year or two ago, but I yeah. remember like his schedule was insane. Yeah. But, but once I, you get in, like, well, like, totally. And I think yeah. that, you know, that's basically just a testament to like, like, no matter how busy you are, you can get a lot done in a day as long as you don't fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I mean, like, the, I, I mean, I had an hour and a half of walking on top of the route I have today, and the hour of, that was me walking straight. Like I just, an hour of walking around this huge neighborhood and I had my battery shit out on me this morning. So I was waiting in the parking lot for a half an hour, like basically organizing my whole route. So when I got out there, I could run it off. But yeah, like I should have been screwed with my pants on this morning and I still got back yeah. only 20 minutes before I was there's, supposed to be There's back. 16 to 17 good hours in a day. You yeah. Get a lot of shit done, man. Yeah. So Jesse, what do you do? I'm, outside? A, pharma- I'm a pharmacist. Okay. Um, and specialty pharmacy, oncology medications. Yeah, so fun. that's like some like fun yeah. like adult probably had to go to school for yeah. a little bit type shit, right? Yeah, yeah I was he's in the for like six years, band. and I imagine you were probably playing in bands through that too, um, or at least being in music co- in college. I was I was in a band for a little bit at the end of college, um, which I didn't really fit into. Um, then I tr- I tried to play guitar in like a couple of other people's bands, and it just never. Well, you were like fit. playing guitar before college, and stuff. Yeah, 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 I like cover bands and stuff. Totally. Um, which was fun. But then um then it was like I couldn't find a niche. So that's when I met Ben and started writing our own stuff and Yeah, how did you two link up? That Ben's the missing member. Ben right. is the bass player. Okay, gotcha. Uh the internet. Word. Um yeah, it was a Craigslist ad. Cool. Yeah, that that Ben responded to. What year was that? Two thousand eight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So it was Ben and I um, and then we went to some open mics and found found a drummer uh, that didn't work out. Okay. Um, everything he played sounded like when the levee breaks. Um, just super coked <laughs> he up. He had a fascination with stimulants. So. <laughs> um, like a nice guy, apparently. But, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, so that, that didn't work out. And then we sort of laid low for a minute. And then we um, met a friend, uh, someone called Tom. Um, who was in grad school at the time, and he played with us through our first full-length uh, record and our first EP. 
And then he moved to Vermont. And then we cycled through like some. I'm the drummers. seventh drummer yeah. of the band. We wow. cycle through yeah. like That's some a lot like, of drummers. Like, part, like part-time drummers just like yeah. play gigs and uh-huh. um, didn't really amount to much. And then my wife knew somebody. <sighs> my friend Rachel. Knew, yeah, who knew him. And then he also had a practice space, which was nice because we sort of had a practice space at the time, but it wasn't great. And he had a practice space and he could play the drums. So that worked out. Yeah. Pretty nice. And when was that? That was that was actually four years ago this past March. Cool. Oh really? Oh wow. it's been four years, oh, I know. Because cool. I just found like a Facebook sent, you know. Remember yeah, yeah. when this happened and four years ago I was actually there's a band in Pittsburgh <laughs> called Steelesque that I was in that band, the incarnation that exists of that band now has been around for like two and a half, three years almost. The last incarnation of it, I was in briefly because like Robbie was trying to get stuff <clears> together <throat> with the band and we have a mutual group of friends in Dormont. And he was like, hey, do you want to just play in this band? So I was actually rehearsing in that band when this band contacted me. and I sent him a total ra- totally random text message. Which uh, <laughs> I got during dinner while right. I was breaking up with my ex-girlfriend. It was something like... Which was like the greatest it was something time. Like, it was something like, you don't know me. One door closes, another opens. Yeah. Pretty much, man. It was like, I mean, like you literally. don't know me, and I don't know you. Do you want to be in a band? You know what's funny? Like, the only thing I'm thinking of now is, so you think, like, four years ago, you know, you're in your late 20s, mm-hmm. you're in your, like, mid-30s, yeah. mid-late yeah. 30s, and just, like, still kind of, like, having these, like, teenage-esque, oh, like, yeah. activities oh, and behaviors. What, uh, <laughs> like, what's, what is the point of playing rock and roll if not to pretend like you're a teenager yeah, for a little while? <laughs> but it's even funny when it's like, you know, you're talking about, like, finding people, and it's like, oh, yeah, I found a drummer through somebody my wife knew. Right. And it's just like that right. one word just yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. Wait, It's like a little like, bit disconnect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like a disconnect there. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I can feel that. But yeah, yeah what, what is the point if you're not if you're not pretending just mm-hmm. a little bit. And I totally like respect the fact that whenever I ask you like, what kind of music do you do? You're like rock and roll. Cause yeah. like, there's a lot of people that, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast that people like that term rock is getting so like people are shying away from it a lot. Yeah. And it's like eventually, you know, you kind of settled on garage pop, which yeah, is yeah. like, that's still a good way to put yeah. it, but it's still right. like that. I would say from a, uh, a 2018, uh, marketing standpoint that's probably right. what you should stick with you might right, not right. want to say rock to anybody right because people because are scared like they, of it right because then you, you sort of conjure up images of uh post grunge yeah um, yeah because like that's what i got silver as. chair <laughs> silver yeah, chair yeah. was dope though uh, yeah wait it was <laughs> sure. right but it's uh, like not the worst example you, you could bring up I, right it was the worst example off the top of my head because <laughs> i would just like people would ask like what you sound like when i was in bands before people would ask what you sound like and i'm like well we're kind of like this is like not this band as po- uh, other bands but like you were kind of like the police in 78 but mixed with a little like blah 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 and i would like use all these descriptions <laughs> the and police I realized, in 78 yeah, and, yeah. Like, you in march of, very in march specific of 1978 yeah. that like and then we would if you can imagine if you can Whoa. imagine like gang of four <laughs> as i punch myself in the face with the microphone with like a little bit of this and then i was just like at a gig once and i'm like i'm in a rock and roll band yeah because it's so like actually i think the tagline is on our website i think is like check us out we're a rock and roll band yeah because well, that's, that's cool. our description yeah because <laughs> facebook like description was just like that's it and yeah, people yeah. were like well, what do you mean like rock i've had people like oh what, what kind of rock and roll like yeah. original yeah what do you mean original like it's our stuff yeah. we don't it's know. weird though you like guitar music yeah just come fucking listen to it exactly well, it's weird because like, ro- like rock and roll used to be like a very specific thing that happened in the mid 50s to like the early 60s mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that was it it was like chuck berry 
and uh, like that music. Elvis and Muddy Waters. Uh, right, right. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was rock and roll. And then rock music was like the stuff that came after 1965. It was drop the and roll part. <laughs> um, but yeah, now, now, now rock music does have like a weird connotation that doesn't really... Rock. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to describe because everybody... Not there isn't really a set definition for every subgenre. No. Yeah, because everybody perceives it right. differently to them. You know, sure. even what might be hard rock to you, or what might be death metal to me, wouldn't right. be death metal or hard rock to somebody else. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. has they attached their uh, personal beliefs on what those sure. genres are and they hold them very some people hold them very right. closely to and it their depends, heart and it depends or very on the, closely to a toilet yeah, yeah, bowl depending right, on how right. they feel about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially with the, like the short version of rock and roll when they say rock i'm thinking like when someone goes like arena rock we're club rock we're right. like whatever and i'm like do you fucking play songs that are like three and a half minutes and they make me want to move then you're a rock and roll band yeah, yeah. that's it and if yeah. you're anything else than that there's probably a little too much thought going into it you know <laughs> should get up on stage and try to do it, do something that's going to move people, and if it's happening for that group of people, then you're lucky, and you should just stick with that. Okay. Yeah. Stop trying to label it. You know. Well, I think yeah. the issue with labeling is, I know, feel like when you, very, you label yourself, you're screwed. Totally, but I think that people want labels because we're in it's this easy. very like you know attention deficit era where it's like well, yeah. I need to know as much information as quickly as possible so I could tell yeah. if it's worth my time or not because right. you know. The time that I take to go listen to your song, I could be seeing what Becky had for lunch at Noodlehead, and that's a little exactly. bit more important to me right now. <laughs> well, also shout too, outs like, to Becky. I don't know who right, you are. Yeah, I realized noodles. dinner was good. Noodles, loves awesome. noodles. <laughs> I realized too, like I labeled us earlier as like whatever, but mm -hmm. I feel like that, like when I say garage rock or like garage pop, it's not so much of of, of a bottleneck of a label. It's just kind of like we're a rock and roll band, and I just usually tell people like we're fast, we're loud, we're catchy. Yeah. Um, we play 45 minute shows and if you need us to open for you, we will play a shit hot 25 minutes yeah. and, and just kill the audience with like, with like, boom, 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 boom. Good night. Next. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and we've done that a lot for Alla friends of Ramones, ours. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I yeah. mean, like we rehearse 25 minutes and wind up playing it usually in 23 and a half minutes and then run off stage and, you mm -hmm. know, so like with a couple shows coming up, we have like, we, it's like, oh, you have 30 minutes to open for this band. I'm like, we, we are rehearsing not one second yeah, over yeah. 25. Oh, we right. probably play it a minute faster. So, because we want the guys to be like, oh, that was cool. Oh, they're done. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. You know, yeah. we don't like yeah. to get up and dick around on stage. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm very respectful of bands that have the nuances figured out, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. like having a set list is one thing. And then like bands that actually have some idea of what they're doing in between songs, too. I'm like, oh, wow. They even thought about that. Right, right. Or just not doing stuff in between songs. You know, oh, yeah. I don't need to know what every fucking song's about. I don't care what the songs are called. Half the time, right. I can't even hear what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Because you have everybody talking. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. If you're, if play. You're, yeah. If you're playing at a bar or like a, a live music venue, yeah, there's it's no conversation. Like there's no like conversation. There's nothing to get. Most of the time, like your song name isn't even good, so it's like I don't even want right. to hear what it is. It's because right. you're gonna ruin it for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the only thing the only thing that that we'll do is like you know make mention of who we are. Yeah. So that well, you I mean, I'm are. not saying that That's you shouldn't say. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm no. just fucking picking on. I'm just being. <laughs> no, an no, no. But like those 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 bands are like so yeah, and they're strumming the guitar like, and I wrote this. Oh um, yeah, while they're fucking and they tuning. And they stopped to tune it, and then and then like and the drummer's like. 
you know, and I've been in that band where I'm like, fucking hell, dude, you don't need to do this now. Like, you're nobody, losing the audience. They're going nobody, back to the bar for another round. Nobody cares that yeah. you broke up with your girlfriend and wrote a song <laughs> I know, about it. It's like, you, in two lyrics in, they're going to know what you're singing about. So just. But it's a hard thing, too, though, devil's advocate to this conversation. Sure. When you have, like, a group of people that have never met you before, you know, aside from. I mean, I guess your music should speak for itself. You would yeah. like for it to, but you also want to give some sort of a personality. I mean, you all kind of have like, uh, you all do vocal duties. I don't mm -hmm. know who like the front person would be. Maybe Jesse, like mm -hmm. you're kind of the front of the stage. Like, you don't have some sort of a personality to bring some people in, you know, that might yeah. not be totally getting what you're doing musically, but it's like, right. hey, you know, they seem like fun guys. So yeah. it's like, how do you, you, have, to, you have balance to figure out, that? Yeah, you have to figure out how to make it a show. Yeah. Without That's, it being yeah. a, all a show, right, like, right, right. We don't. There's not a lot of shtick no. on our on our at all. You know. No. Although, like the last gig we played, we played we we played a Millville Music Festival, and without sounding too arrogant, we played like a really good set. We just had yeah, a it was really, great. We was where like, did, what, what space did you play? We played the Double L Bar, and we played right. First of all, we were set up because we played right after Garter Shake, who were great and we've done that was only our second show with them but we've no we, i think that was a, the only was show a, i don't think we ever played with them before. we've never played with them mm -hmm. before i just no, i've awesome, seen them man. a lot so i feel like we've you know we've known everybody in that band for a while and like i've known mara uh, from action camp since like you know probably 10 years ago or maybe a little bit after but like we've known we know the band and, and they're great and they did a great great show and then we went right on after them at like 11 30 yeah. and it was yeah it was fun it was a good night it's just the people Mil are the right Mil there was great it was yeah. a fun night People were right, right there in front of us, and we just we played a really good set. So wait, where was I going with that though? I don't even. I don't know. I don't Doesn't know either. <laughs> but oh sticks, oh sticks, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like yeah, like w one of the best compliments I got recently about my drumming was like this: the guy was emceeing that. He's like, I always love watching a drummer who looks like he's ready to pass out any minute because I, I guess I was like just like playing really intensely, and he was like, you you were heavy handed that evening. I was heavy handed that evening, and I was like, <laughs> I've been up out. since five, and I walked like twelve miles today, dude. And then yeah, you know, and then we drove over here. Like I've just been waiting all day for this. So it's like like a kid. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, it was, so, that was a that was a fun night. It was good. Um, yeah, we had a we had a really yeah. good set. So cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. In terms of the band and releases, is there anything you're working on currently or maybe anything that's just yeah. come out recently? Or? Yeah, we're in the middle of working on a full-length release mm -hmm. um, that'll probably be out sometime in the fall, maybe. Um, that's the okay. idea. I mean, we're so doing winter. it all. Our, yeah, we're doing it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're doing it all ourselves. So we're yeah. recording it all ourselves, mixing it. Um, the, uh, actually, the cover art will probably be mostly done in-house cool mm -hmm. um we haven't completely figured that out yet but um yeah I, so have you self-produced and released yeah. stuff prior to mm -hmm. this cool. yeah we actually had a full-length album come out um not this past april the april previous where we we had that album that was our first full length that i've been with mm -hmm. the band before that we had put out a self-titled ep like about a year and a half, maybe two years before. That was like right after. That was about a year after I joined. Yeah. And then two years later, we put out a full-length album. The following fall, we put out this wonderful single here with us on one side and the band The Spectres on the other side. And we kind of called it like split single yeah. or split 45. It doesn't really have a name. Yeah. But we had, by the because we put that out because by the time we had released the last album, we already had like three or four songs Written. We had like six songs written, like two we kind of knew we were just going to shit can because we yeah. just write them to get rid of them. And then we had like four good songs. It was like, 
well, we could put out an EP or we could just keep going and see what happens. And like within another year, we had, you know, almost yeah. the whole album done. So yeah. it was like, yeah. why just put You're out... You're self-producing the majority of that yeah, stuff? Yeah, we recorded all, all yeah. at Jesse's house. Like cool. we have yeah. a rehearsal space slash studio in the top floor of his house. Where, the attic. So I took over one room, like a live room where we have the drums yeah, and like yeah, yeah. amps and stuff. Yeah. And then I have a computer room that's like this tiny little... Basically, it's it's basically a closet, essentially, but it's a little bit bigger than a closet. Um, a closet next door, you can sit in. exactly, yeah, and set up a computer much, yeah. in, yeah. and it's a little bit isolated. And I, you know, do it all in there. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's coming together really, really well. Cool. Yeah, I'm fun. sure that like you know you're getting all the experience and practice with recording the stuff over yeah. the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, had you been engineering anything before this, or was this no. like diving in? Diving in. I mean, with the with this just reading a bunch and learning a bunch and cool. figuring it out as we go and yeah. making a bunch of mistakes. Have you, messed, and, have you messed around with like recording anything for anybody else or just specters? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. did the, yeah, yeah. So, so you the, did both sides yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. The specters were, were the only other band that I recorded, which was actually, that was actually a lot of fun too. Just, just playing uh engineer instead of playing also the musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really hard to do both. Yeah. We uh, I play in a, a metal band called Greywalker, cool. and we just finished up our album. And yeah, it's like seventy five percent self produced. We awesome. recorded the drums at a different studio. Yeah, and I recorded the my vocals with uh, at another studio mm-hmm. too, just because I didn't want to be like, ah, yeah, yeah, click, 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 yeah. Ah! Yeah. You know, it's it's too. I want to get in the zone. Yeah, yeah. And have somebody yeah, else do you. all yeah, this stuff. But yeah. yeah, so but with uh, you know, we did all. We're doing all the art stuff and cool. We're like handling pretty much everything. You awesome. Know? We and, really like doing that too. It's like it's all in house and like a, a lot of bands that I really love. Like I always think of REM a lot because like everything that they do is like they. It's like their cover art. It's their idea of producing. It's like yeah. what they It's like they have the final say on everything. And I think like for us, that's the most fun. Yeah, is to to kind of to do it all ourselves because then it's like you know 20 years from now when i'm we're all well at least maybe when i'm still too old to do this i can say you know what we did this we yeah, made yeah, yeah. Th- this was well this wasn't our art this is actually yeah, yeah. the uh who did uh jesse from, from uh the lopez yeah he did just we're gonna be shout outs yeah. yeah probably gonna reach out Podcast. to him again well yeah we'll be reaching really, out to him really again good. as well <laughs> you know what i just noticed i think someone did sign this i think one of the guys from uh the specters cool. signed it. Cool. that's cool but um uh ben ben the bass player took this like collection of photos that is gonna look really cool i think when it's all said and done yeah I'm excited he, about it was that. like he was driving home and he saw something and clicked it and he's like how about this for the next album cover and i was like and i was like yes it was perfect <laughs> yeah no, yes. we were trying to find something kind of artsy and we jo- i like for a while i was making like fake covers like a really sentimental picture of like the me too's and it says <laughs> a lot of them a lot fuck of them, the system yeah, on it. just a like it's a goof you know <laughs> a lot of them looked like um those nbc uh um, public service announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the more you know, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a lot of them look like that. We kind of like messed around with like making <laughs> something maybe kitsch or retro, but it was like this doesn't look like us. And then literally yeah. Ben was like, "I saw this on the side of the road," and I snapped a photo of it. And I'm like, "That's brilliant." And there's like a whole that. collection of them, which yeah. Looks really and cool. he like pulled over and like arranged the thing that he was like, and he's like, "How about this from this angle?" And I was like, "Beautiful, there it is." It's like a, an, it it's an abandoned chair and a tele like a, a an abandoned television set. Which like happened to be like facing each other, like the Memorex commercial from like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like drove by it and he like backed up and went click and he looked at it and he pulled over and started arranging stuff and he like sent us the photos and I'm like, where was he? He's like on yeah. the way home. 
And I was like, this is brilliant. Let's just use this. Because yeah. it doesn't like, I, I kind of like the idea that we would put out something and you kind of sort of can't tell what it sounds like by looking at it. It's like you have to do a little investigation. Although like if you know us and you know our band, you're familiar with it. It's like, oh, okay. This, so they put something new out. Yeah. And it's more, you know, we've been kind of plugging this as kind of more, maybe a little it's bit bigger. more poppy. Yeah, a little it's, bit it's bigger. bigger. It's a yeah. bigger, it's a much bigger sound than when we had previously. Are you getting into experimenting with like layers and yeah. panning uh-huh. and all your plugins and effects and stuff? Yeah. So like not, a, not, yeah, <laughs> not it's like, too much. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not super affected. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll use like we can some, reproduce it on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll use like some like delays, but I definitely layer the guitars a lot more than what I had previously. Right. I, I, did the drum miking a little bit differently. I brought the drum, I brought the, cause the space is, is relatively small. So all the drum mics are like pretty close um, to get like a dry sound. And then yeah. I've like used different effects to make that. Yeah. 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 Bigger. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Just get it, get it dry and yeah. good and clean. Right. And right, right. You can right. adjust it, add yeah. some things later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we we we've been able to like make this like he said ma- it, like a couple times. I'm like, I can't believe we recorded this in that room because yeah. it sounds like there's this. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's called the 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 verse mic. Um, I forget who did it, but um, it's really cool. So like, it's an SM57 or 58, like in in the drum kit, like in the middle. So here's a top tom, here's a floor tom. I it's understand. Like yeah, like above, yeah. The, above the kick drum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it. It's it's so cool and like um, I'll distort that microphone so it's it sounds really neat and it's just like fills it out like so much better it just makes it, it so huh? much bigger was it really Dinosaur cool. Junior or Mud Honey uh, or am I getting both bands wrong I know so oh man I can't think of who the producer oh, um, was that I I like oh shit uh, uh Husker Du right maybe I don't know I can't I can't remember in someone's recording hand. process they use that there and they were calling it the dick mic the dick mic the worst the the verse mic it's like, like some that. German producer I think he he produced some of the Pixies stuff yeah um, I don't oh, know I can't it's remember cool. that guy's name but yeah but yeah, yeah but with that one odd with that one placement of the mic it was yeah. it was amazing the like opened between, up a whole other world of possibilities yeah and the, the toms sound like much deeper and much more rich yeah, and yeah I brought the tom mics down so there's only one mono room mic up top. Yeah. Sounds it's, cool. You know, it's funny. I like love going on forums and message boards oh, or yeah, just talking lost. with engineers. <laughs> yeah, getting lost and stuff, but also like people that, you know, like really are adamant that there's like one specific way to record right. a kick drum and one specific way to mic a guitar cab. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I'm like, I think that there's just so many variables that there's, yeah, yeah. it's the opposite. There's a million ways to do yeah. it. And like, yeah. Just because something doesn't sound right to your ear doesn't mean it sounds bad. It's right. just different. Yeah. You know? I mean, Guided by Voices recorded whole albums on boomboxes, and yeah. they sound amazing if they've been mastered properly. Yeah. So it's I think you know it has a lot to do with your the you know the space that you're working in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean fuck with drums, you figure. That's the what kind of thing. what kind of, what are the shells made out of? How right. deep are they? You know, right, like right. how new are the heads? You know, right. what like there's so many fucking variables. And that's I like I mean, where he where he is technically savvy with the miking, with the recording, with the mastering. I'm the drum nerd that's like, well, these are bird shells. I have these heads on. Yeah, which gonna, I don't have any experience like, <laughs> at all. And I was like, the one day I was like, I think I'm using the power maple for the recording rather than whatever. He was like. Uh, you want. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, no, I'm, but this is gonna ring. Yeah. This is gonna ring like this, and this yeah. is gonna ring like that. And then when we play it back, I'm like, see how huge that sounds. Whereas yeah. if I use this metal snare that I have, which is great for live stuff, we use it in recording, and it just sounds like a tin biscuit. Yeah, I never, I never got super into understanding the importance of using different drum kits until I started. I do a hip hop project as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
about four years ago, I adapted to getting a live band to play behind me. Nice. And learning like the different, like using different snares and mm-hmm. different, like getting different kicks mm-hmm. and like testing out different things and figuring out like what sounds best for this. Cause prior to that, I was just playing in like aggressive rock bands. Yeah. So it was like, why does this sound like it's like, there's no reason why what we're doing should sound like rap rock right now. Why does right, it sound right. like rap rock? Cause Oh, cause they're playing Cause a rock, playing kick. rock yeah, kick. Exactly. Yeah. And like, and yeah. it's, it's nuts. Our drummer now he has, he's using like a, like a, like a clear acrylic kit. Yeah. And it, oh, cool. it's so boomy and yeah. like, just has like, like, the fattest ass on it. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's can like have a huge, have to, it's perfect sound. for what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, what's his, uh, the drum, um, what's his name from Bad Zupel? Um, drummer from Bad Zupel. Uh, Gordy? Yeah, sorry. Oh, I, yeah. I, I yeah. completely went up yeah. on his name. Sorry, brother. We, we love you and you're an awesome drummer, but yeah. he, he switched to the Vista Light kit and he was playing live and I'm like, like we love Bad Zupel, but I'm like, we got to get a gig with them just so I can sit behind his kit and play it for 20 minutes because it's like gorgeous. And he he busted his ass. Find like he drove to Philly for the kick drum because some guy was selling that kick drum for 200 bucks. He didn't know what he had, and yeah. he's like, he put together like a Franken kit, a Vista Light Franken nice. kit. Nice, nice. It sounds great. The last time I saw him play it as a four piece, it was like it's the same snare, and he's got this beautiful 22 inch Zildjian ride. Sorry, I'm like geeking out about drum stuff no, now. No, it's but, like, cool. This has become the drum hour. Well, no, because like for the longest time, I would like the the one band I was in, I was, I made a comment when they like, I had nine snare drums and this is like, why do you have nine snare drums? I'm like, do you have just one guitar? No, you need to have different layers and different sounds. And like this metal snare is going to sound way different from this huge wooden snare. Like I bought like the, the fucking biggest snare drum I could find from my old band project that I was in. And the minute I bought it, the band broke up. So I was stuck <laughs> with this giant Artwood Maple eight inch, like Dave Grohl Nirvana esque, like huge sounding snare yeah so i was for this recording i was like i need to use this on that one song because yeah. it's going to just sound gothic. and it worked yeah yeah so worked. stuff like that yeah and then i got this really cool Tascam um cas- oh, yeah. uh, four track cassette recorder which I, I ran some stuff through that just because it sounds really cool yeah. yeah, we've been messing around a lot with yeah. like getting technically savvy on some yeah. to make it sound. The yeah. intro is 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 going to be fun. <laughs> it's like the the intro to the whole thing is going to yeah. be neat. It has uh, what is it? The uh, it's the last few seconds. It's the last few seconds of our last album release. Play, uh, back. play backwards, <laughs> and then um, I found a, an old cassette of um a party we had, like a family party we had. Um, like years ago yeah. and we were trying to like my family had like a little band that we used to play together but for some reason we couldn't figure out how to make the um, uh, the PA work <laughs> so it was like 45 minutes of people trying to figure out and like the background noise so I use like I like loop that in and then yeah it just sounds you really neat shouldn't give yeah. too much of the album yeah the whole thing we'll just talk about the whole thing so and then no, track yeah. two is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds really neat and it like Gregorian leads right in yeah, it leads the... right into the first song which would be cool because we thought it was pretty funny how like the beginning of this album ends with literally the last second of the last album. Yeah, it's just like chapter two. Yeah, no, now the V twos yeah. have gone pop. Yeah, yeah. I love when people do little things like that. I think yeah. that it's yeah. it's something that is just really really overlooked. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. I like to hide little Easter eggs that no yeah. one will notice except for me. Yeah, there's going to be a few other nuggets in there that we won't talk about. Kind of like, like I think I mean I don't know. I think it just goes back to what 
everybody's individual intent is with a band. I think like not everybody wants to like, I want to record my own music and I want to be in control of my album art and stuff like that. Some people yeah. are just like, you know, I just want to stand on stage and play my bass. Yeah. And I don't want to do anything else. Now this, this That's like a bummer to me. That's like, I yeah. just want to be involved in everything. We're yeah. really, this is like a collective. It's very collaborative. Yeah. yeah. It's, this yeah. is the first band I've been in in a very long time where everyone has ideas and everyone's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, and yeah, it, it comes together. It's like this is a result of all of us together thinking yeah. about something and, and collaborating with people who we think are awesome musicians. And, you know, it's was that for the last album? It's definitely going to be for this. I mean, I felt, I, felt like, I felt like the last album, you actually, it was a little lopsided because you were doing a lot of production work on your own. Mm -hmm. Whereas like this album, we've, we've gone to rehearsal to not only rehearse songs, but to sit there and like listen, like, you know, that sounds great. Maybe bring the vocals up here or don't touch that. That's <laughs> awesome, you know. So we've done a lot of that and emailing each other back and forth with yeah. ideas and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's been great. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. <coughs> and um, yeah. I think we we have to probably have to record like f four more songs and then just work on them until they're yeah. And it's going to be co we're perfect. collaborating with a few people from around the city. We have some guest stars on this. Ah, mm -hmm. cool, cool. Yeah. So it'll That's be nice fun. To, to try and yeah. do it live and bring up this person and this person. Yeah, and this person. yeah, definitely. So the, with writing and recording, given the setup that you have, mm -hmm. how has that changed your writing process, if at all? Um, I mean. Not at all. I mean, I think we've always been collaborative in, in how the music gets written. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll usually have, like, a skeleton of an idea. Yeah. And then I'll either, you know, just, like, record it on my phone and send it to them. And they'll say, yeah, that's cool. Or, eh, it's, like, not that cool. <laughs> and then um, and then we'll bring it into the practice space and it becomes different. Um, a whole new thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And we've, um, uh, on the last album, the I think I, I would want, I want to say like, you know, probably I feel like seven tenths of the songs in terms of skeletal structure and lyrics came from you. Mm -hmm. Whereas like this time I, God help us all, but I actually wrote lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I just basically, yeah, yeah. I had been writing for a while knowing that I'm going to write absolute shit for a while and then it i would just send great. him sheets really of music uh, or sorry sheets of lyrics and be like here's the best of what i have pick and choose from it what you will yeah and i've i've i tried writing a song front to back for this last album but we very quickly learned it and i was like no we're not ever playing that again because <laughs> it basically it basically sounded it. well i know you liked it I but liked i was it. like this we played it we finished it and i'm like well that sounds like a mud honey song mixed with something else thrown into a blender, hit puree, and then strained it. And that's like what the song was. And I'm like, <laughs> I clearly was listening to way too much early grunge in this or whatever. So we're never playing that song live again. But we can be more than happy to dissect it for all of its best sure. bits and use it for other songs. Yeah, so. dissecting songs and like smushing them all together and seeing what comes out the other end. Sounds dirty. That but sounds gross, man. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of uh, our last album... <laughs> So, <laughs> are we good? We had an issue. No. Oh, no. We had an issue. The first time it's ever happened, there was this, a thing on the phone that was like, your phone is overheating. Close this app immediately. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Oh. So, 
Did you close that app immediately? I closed it and then I restarted it, but I don't know. I don't know when that happened. You uh, know what was funny is I just well had, the audio's there though. Yeah, all the audio's the audio's there, but I had this feeling. I was like, I wonder if the video is recording. I don't know, and I checked and it wasn't. I was like, God, feel damn free it. to just like while when the video cuts out, just put some random B movie stuff on there, like uh-huh. some really shitty like, and then just like have our vocals over the top. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious, or it's like some Voltron episode or something, something like it could be know. both. It's just, just like cuts to the gummy bears and then cuts back <laughs> us. It's like, so, yeah. We could do like the space ghost coast to coast thing. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. All, all of that being said, and we're talking about, you know, everybody contributing to the writing process, mm-hmm. contributing to recording and, you know, graphics and visuals and things like that. Um, we started talking about B movies and cartoons and mm-hmm. space ghost and yeah. talking about video. Yeah. Um, has there been any cool like music video stuff you've done and or planned We've not doing? Done any? We've had some. We've had some really good ideas. <laughs> ideas, but like they are involved way too much time and money. Uh, and then like one idea that we had involved a local friend of mine, uh, my former roommate, who's an artist, mm-hmm. who's a graphic artist. Have you been the spirit when they've had like the dome that like changes colors? Yeah. And stuff? So that's my buddy Ian, who I yeah. lived with. Okay. And we had threatened for like two years in a row to shoot a video just using my phone, like in one take. And like, we would sing to like a sped up track and then play it back, slow it down. Kind of like the Weezer old, like. Yeah, how they would, and he would just put whatever up behind us. We never got around to never it, and now, and that. finally, now s- some band was smart enough to Could jump on that. Andre Costello and the Cool Miners <laughs> and jumped really on that, cool. and it looks great. And we're like, shit, we should have um, done that. I had a really cool idea for a cartoon, but it turns out that like paying an artist to do an entire cartoon <laughs> super expensive, yeah, especially for like a three and a half minute song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I had a really good idea that involved like greasers and well, look, ghosts. Don't give away too much because well, somebody never gonna happen. Not, yeah, because it's, it's <laughs> not with that <laughs> attitude. Not with that attitude. Here's the cartoon for the single we released yeah, yeah. two years ago yeah, yeah. that we've already played on Randy's show, and you know, anyway. Yeah. No, we do have an idea for um, the new album for one song mm-hmm. that it would just take like two days of like real quick DIY filming, mm-hmm. and it's so awkward and hilarious that it's just like we have to do this because we're not. We do do it. We're not yeah. a band that's going to be like us mimicking playing our like. Yeah. It would be like us shopping and and like sure. you know singing along to the lyrics. I, I forget. I, I, I come forget from the poli- where I forget where the idea for the actual music video that might actually happen it came from a text message that i misread i think <laughs> and then you said this is what you're like this is the idea that i had and you told me about it and then i started spitballing something really yeah. absurd and then bed said something that just yeah. like laid us all out on the floor laughing and yeah. like, we have to fucking do this like and know. then i think it involves ben in a dress at some it point. involved multiple costume changes, and <laughs> at some point, the dress winds up on all of us. Sure. So that's for that mo- that reason alone, <laughs> we have to make it happen. Um, yeah. There's a violin involved. There's a violin. There's yeah. God, let's not give too much away because yeah. folding, like, folding chairs, a lot of folding chairs. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm very curious. I hope it does. I kind of had this idea that, fruition. I kind of had this idea that we would film it at the playhouse before they tear it down because we could just run in there and oh yeah, yeah. that'd be a perfect. See, I'm place. the I'm the I love the like the old police videos that I grew up with in the '80s where you'd like watch them singing along to message in a bottle and they're just in a fucking dressing room because they have a gig in like 20 minutes and they're yeah. just like now Stuart you throw on that jacket sting you put on the glasses and and you stand over there and play this you know tennis racket rather than your guitar and they'll just like lip sync the song and Stuart's like playing a cymbal and then like that's the video yeah like the video <laughs> the, the 80s, video for do 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 da 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 they were like hung over at a yeah. ski resort the 80s like, were a weird time all night, for and they just filmed them outside 
and that was the video. And it was I'm either like, that or Michael Jackson's thriller. Or like, yeah, or like a two-month <laughs> right. post. Well, we have like meetings for a month leading right. up to the shoot, and it's like they shut down a street for a week. And I still want to like, do a cartoon. I really like cartoons. The and cartoon like, would be good. Um, like uh, super uh, low film, uh, like real like storyboard ish. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I really like that. I think that looks cool. Fievel goes west meets Slayer. Right. No. <laughs> there was a really cool music video by uh, C.W. Stone King. I don't know if you know nope. who he is. He's pretty cool, but it's a song called Zombie, which is sort of where I got the idea. If you get a chance, look it up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what we were noted. Yeah, yeah. For it's you. On, yeah, it's not literally recorded. It's literally noted. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Cool. So Quite just play, literally. play it back, and pause the podcast at that moment, yeah. and then Google. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. C.W. So. Stone King. He's, yeah, yeah. he's a really, really interesting musician. Like, uh, sort of like New, or New Orleans jazz. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So with the music that you write with the Me Too's and like influences, like. Not like asking about like what are your musical influences, but like what are your just like personal influences to want to do this? Because like yeah, you know we don't have to do this. Yeah, so yeah. It's music, like, why, like playing why, the shows? Like, why do you want to play shows? Why do you want to drag your shit around and yeah. spend your yeah. your time doing this? I'll be honest, man. I mean, I'm 40 and I'm still like I still fucking get a kick the fact that I get to do this because I wasn't I was an actor and was involved in theater for years and would go see a ton of shows and I played drums as a joke like in my buddy's garage and we'd fuck around like you know let's play Good Morning Sunshine at double the speed as a punk tune you know just uh -huh. to make ourselves laugh so in 2006 when I was in Oakland and I was living with a buddy of mine who was playing like the 31st Street pub circuit a lot he came home one day he's like my buddy and his girlfriend need a drummer and you're going to be their drummer because you're you're getting good on the drums and you need to play shows and it was kind of like okay so like the fact that I was playing a show I was like cool. I was used to walking on stage in front yeah. of like the Benningham Center and that was okay but like to play a show at the well, god like the first show we played at was Garfield Artworks and there were 20 people there and I was fucking nervous as hell because I'm like <laughs> I go to like I grew up in Philly or just outside Philly so like I'm used to going to the TLA in the South Street or going to like the Beehive Theater in Oakland and seeing someone else do this I can't yeah. believe I'm actually getting to do yeah. this it's a fun creative it's yeah. a creative outlet it's like um, I don't know just getting an idea creating it and then having other people listen to it totally it's, yeah, it's that like form of self-expression cool. just like you know self-expression was probably the main reason and yeah. then and just it's fun i mean for me just drums are fun just yeah, it's i fun. love playing fast and loud and i love playing quiet stuff and yeah i love it all you know and again, and again we have all this time in the day that we talked about before 16 or so 17 what, good what hours else are we man. gonna do like what what jesse yes <laughs> if what would you do if you weren't in a band uh yeah that's tough i don't know I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I mean, I'd be doing all the regular stuff you do in a day, but like for I'd like a hobby, do you think? Like, I don't think, I don't know. I, as a, as another hobby, watching a lot of cartoons, band, maybe. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. You said I you like probably, cartoons. I don't know anything yeah, about I you. Probably, I could probably, I could probably, I could probably see myself getting into like boxing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's always interesting to me. Like he's yeah. not fucking around too. He like takes boxing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. The, the, I the enjoy. Way you said it, I, I, it seems serious. It seems sincere. Yeah, I mean, like that would be like my secondary hobby would be like. Beating people up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, but like, fighting yeah, like fighting is like interesting to me. Like, I don't know. That would probably be it. I'd probably put myself in that. First rule the Me Too's is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. 
What about no, you, I'm Kevin? actually, I'm, I'm, I was terribly impressed when you said that you were taking those. Cause I think yeah, like he fun. walked into rehearsal one day and Ben and I were like, are you fit? Like, what have you been doing? He's like, oh, I'm taking boxing classes. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, that's like tough training. So yeah, it was, it's fun. Yeah. What was, uh, what would I do? Yeah. Um, I'd probably do something visual. Like if, cause like we're both married, we both have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is like that creative outlet is playing music. Um, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't, like I said, I was an actor for years, but that was like, I was 16 and I wanted to be good at something. And I auditioned for a show cause I had a crush on a girl and then like found out I was good at it. So like, I, that's all I did. Gnarly. Yeah. And then like when I reached 31 I, and I was like trying to make a living, I was kind of like, this isn't fun anymore. I should stop doing this. Cause it wasn't fun. It was just like, it was like, I was, auditioning. I was auditioning for a, sh a series of shows because I needed rent and I was working towards my union card. And I'm like, I didn't get into it for this. I got into it cause it was fun. And other than music, the only thing I've ever done really for a lot of time in my life that was fun was photography. And I'm like very, very, very amateur at it. But if I had no, to choose like another outlet, I'm getting better. You're good. Now, if I, if I had to choose another outlet, it would definitely be photography because I, I just love the fact that like, especially photojournalism stuff, how someone can just like look at something and go and just like they capture a whole story about someone's life leading up until that point and or especially like journalism and war torn places out like they capture something that's so incredible mm. or just like because i have a friend of mine who lives in new york and she's like a honest to god like works for vogue all the big magazines oh wow, cool and she'll post stuff on facebook and i'm like how the hell did you think did how did you catch capture that and i'm like oh you've taken like hundreds of thousands of photos in your life it's like the same thing if someone watched me play a song like how did you know how to go here and here in that song it's like i've spent a lot of hours with these sticks in my hands so yeah, photography for me is always something that's fascinating, especially street photography and like just catching people. Yeah, yeah. Like I do that with the band. I'll take like I I've been doing more video stuff with my phone and like yeah, and and then editing it together because I'm fascinated that like we needed. I said like this, this after the last album, like we need more of a visual, but we're not about posting. Here's us playing a song. We just like like to post stuff that's like random that kind of gives you an idea of who we are and mm -hmm. what we're trying to accomplish musically. Yeah. That was a really long answer to what would you do if I couldn't play I music. Don't think it was, was, that it was, it was maybe like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would take pictures. I would take pictures of Jesse fighting people. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben is probably like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know, Ben. If you're out there, what would you do if uh, you what, couldn't what, be what at the What would you do? What, what, what would you do? Oh my God! I almost forgot about that. Yeah. What a good reference. What? Thank you for that. Did I miss something? It's a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, you show. might be a little too old for it. Yeah. It's a Nickelodeon show. Uh -huh. what, what would what? you do? Oh, see, yeah, I was, double, was I grew up in the age of Double Dare. What was and, the premise? And you can't do that on television. Yeah, yeah, What was the so, premise of, hey, of, Alistair. of that? Of what would you of, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like on the... It's no, in like... I, it's I in like the theme song. It's like right here. I don't remember Sykes the show. I know, right? People got slimed. No, that's Double Dare. That's Double Dare. I'm pretty sure... I think people got slimed on what would you do, I'm pretty sure at one point, the only thing that happened on Nickelodeon is people got slimed. That's fair. That's fair. But, <laughs> or a physical challenge. Right. Um, <laughs> what would you do? Oh, man. I don't know. Was it sort of like a... Memories it wasn't like a, it was like a game show. It was a game show of some, of some description, but like... I don't know. There's, it's definitely... I don't know. Leave can, it in the comments. I'm going to find it on YouTube when I go yeah. home. Just watch I, yeah, hours no. of that. I was, a, I was a You Can't Do That on Television kid because I, yeah. I was like yeah, seven was or eight. One. I was a seven or eight in the mid-80s, yeah. and that show was just money to us that was amazing has have has have either of you gone back and rewatched Ren and Stimpy I have 
I never it's did not the, made for children. No, no. because you know what? <laughs> even all. back then, when I was watching it, it always kind of freaked me out on some level. I'm like, I want to see the Roadrunner get hit yeah, by an animal. No, I don't yeah, want to watch right? this. Cynthia always it. made me really uncomfortable. I liked it, but it was. Like, I was never. I I I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I liked it well, too. You also but you want to fight people for a living? So <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> there's just something. There's always been something a little bit different with Ren and Stimpy. It was yeah. a little off. But the the weird thing too, like with me, at the same time I was watching Ren and Stimpy, that's when like the MTV had stuff like Aeon Flux I know. and the Max Liquid and the Head. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. So, like, and it that wasn't was that weird. you late at night, too. You yeah. could watch, like, it would yeah. come on after TRL. So, but it was like, like at midnight, it would come on. Yeah. yeah. It was always, there was always kind of odd. Like, Ren and Stimpy always felt like more like Aeon Flux than yeah, yeah. like Rugrats to me. Yeah. 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 Which is funny. Ren and Stimpy should have been on MTV. Because um, his name is escaping me right now, but the main artist from Aeon Flux was also the guy that designed the Rugrats. Really? Yeah. I had no I idea. I could see that now because yeah. I watched if, a lot of huh. uh, liquid if television you, And if you, up. like, AB, like, the way that, like, the, the people were drawn and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's totally, it's nuts. Oh, wow. That's some, like, mind-blowing yeah, well, yeah. stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Again, I was just both of those things. <laughs> just yeah, for do, awesome. doing like mental work for this podcast because not knowing what questions would be asked or whatever. We didn't obviously prep a lot. But I prepped like, a lot. I, I didn't prep at all. I know. I, I, these, I know. We just started talking. But I was totally thinking canned. like, you know, I was thinking back like what was the influences and where did I start doing this and that? And then I started thinking of like MTV back in the day. Like I was like, there was a time when you could watch Headbangers Ball 120 minutes mm -hmm. and then like Yo MTV raps and it would be like on that's just a Thursday and now mm -hmm. like the last time I literally turned on MTV I was at my parents house I was home visiting this past like Thanksgiving I mean, and they have like the all access cable whatever so like MTV it, it tells you what's playing and it, I just saw what was playing I'm like no fucking way is this actually on MTV and I clicked it and they were showing Titanic the movie <laughs> I'm not kidding really and like it was the end of the movie so I'm like that's somebody has been sitting here watching Titanic on music television. That's Why weird. are they fucking playing the Titanic? Why are they still music television? I just wanted to call up the rep of that. Well, they, well they, 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 they kind of pulled a Starbucks where like Starbucks isn't Starbucks coffee anymore. It's just Starbucks. Oh. So, so MTV is still MTV, but they, if There's you look no at all music. their logos, the music television thing's it's gone. gone. Yeah, it's just that's MTV. right. Uh. Yeah, because I always loved dumbfounding Weird. someone who's about Fuck. fifteen about how like we would you'd literally wait for like the dude the new video the yeah. Radiohead's playing their new video tonight or like REM is putting out that documentary right yeah. before the tour and it's on well, tonight now, at eight yeah, o'clock I mean, and you'd wait all night for it and it's just it's just different now I mean like all of that stuff is just accessible and there's like good and bad things to having yeah, everything accessible all of the time. I th I do agree that there are good and bad things, but I because there's undeniable good things about totally. That. But I do think one point that's really hard to argue that's a bad thing is that it just like has really devalued absolutely hundred percent a lot of for like we'll just call it art yeah it's you all know, of it yeah Vis art in yeah. general like yep hundred percent it's completely devalued and a lot of people take a lot of it for granted even myself absolutely which is a total bummer yeah. Because we're just so used to having, you know what? I I haven't seen that photo from that thing I saw back. Where is that? Boom, and it's right there. Like I don't have to go to the library and find a book to go. Oh my God, there's that image. I can just like look it up. You know, I'm yeah. just thinking right now, like because I was like the not like two weeks ago, I was thinking about that Linda McCartney book that was in my high school library. Wait, what was that image? And I just found it. 
and rather than like going yeah. to Carnegie yeah. Library and finding that old book that came out in '97 of like all of her '60s photos, it was yeah, like right I there. I feel like there was a sweet spot like of time when we had computers at home that like if we needed to look up something or check out something on like we you know we could check it out on the computer, but you couldn't. There was no was like music all over. Yeah, uh, YouTube no. or all over your Spotify and things like that. You didn't have the internet access on your phone. No. So you had like this great like well this great resource at your house where you're able to access things and utilize it when you want to yeah. in like a healthy way. Yeah. But like it's just like it keeps getting worse. Grant, I mean, like I use this shit all the time. Like what I'm literally doing right now, what we're doing would right. not be possible without right. the Right, yeah. advancements of technology, you know, you wouldn't be able to record music in your attic probably, right. at least no. with, you know, the, with the budget. Or, of, I'm not, right. I don't know how much money you make or don't make, but yeah. I'm sure that you couldn't have like we tens of thousands yeah. of dollars of analog equipment in no. your attic. No, no. <laughs> you yeah. know? No. So there's definitely advantages to it, but it's just... Yeah, there's huge, I mean, there's huge advantages to it. it. I think it's just, I, all of it is so fast and it's all so new in the grand scheme of... of everything mm -hmm. that I don't think that anybody has a really good grasp of what, what they to have. do with it yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like how to handle it. Totally. And you, like, I think that because all of, all of that stuff is moving so fast, it's society is just going to have to eventually catch up with it. But, um, like, but I, it I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't it think needs it is. To, something it, needs to it slow may, down yeah, it may not, for it may not. people to catch up. And, you, and slowing like, down, I don't think We recorded an album and we're like putting it out ourselves. And it's just like, if this was 1997 and we had done all this ourselves, this would be something to talk about. But now it's like fucking tossing a stone inside the ocean. You're yeah. not going to see anything from yeah. it. Like, I mean, even, and that's not to say that like back in the 90s, us recording our own album, putting it out would be like a big accomplishment either. But I think like with the fact that anybody can do it now, now it's like, everyone's like, oh, have you heard my album? And yeah. and and sometimes it's really cool and sometimes it's like really, really awful, you yeah. know, because now it's just easy for anybody to do it. Yeah. It's the same difference as like people snapping stuff on and Instagram and putting filters. It's like, no, you used to have to do that in a dark room and you can just do it now in five seconds before you get off the bus yeah. and post it. So yeah. there is a, a there is an accessibility that makes it, oh, this is fun, but it, it does devalue it in a way because now anybody can, almost anybody can do it. Did you ever watch Black Mirror? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's watched, a pretty good. It's a pretty good statement on, on everything. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched some episodes of that, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch it. Yeah, it's really this. dark. Feeling kind of put you in a weird space. Well, there was that one episode that recent. Well, it's the episode. It was actually named after the Smiths. Uh, the line from the one Smith song was "Hang the DJ." That had oh. a really good ending, a happy ending to it. Because my wife and I finished watching it, we're like, "Oh, I feel, I feel good it about myself the, it after was the that." Black Mirror. It was the only one that. It did. was the only Literally one. The, the only next one, that one did. was like the most soul crushing apocalyptic, yeah, all, where like it ended, and I'm just right. like holding my son. I'm like, Jesus, like, can, can we fucking? Yeah. I'm gonna watch some West Wing now, and like, uh -huh. you know, it's just oh, like, oh yeah, like the unintended consequences of technology is a super interesting thing. Yeah, was, you can't, you can't know where it's going. Can't. It's, it's not possible. It's I not just possible keep referencing now. every time, like someone's like AI, and wouldn't that be great if we had self-driving cars? And I'm like Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> like, we learned this back <laughs> in the you, '80s. Yeah. This is a really bad Haven't idea. Have you ever seen the Terminator? Yeah, yeah. Don't you think it'd be cool if a machine started? No, no, I don't think it'd be good at all. I don't. I don't even want my toaster <laughs> making toast without me telling it to. You know? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems silly to me. It's just like the. Know. 
I'll drive myself. Thank you. The only tech, most of the technology that doesn't exist that I wish existed, pretty much all exists in the Wallace and Gromit shorts. (laughs) Like you know, the like or a hoverboard. The bed gets up and like it drops you into your pants and you're good to go. Like I would love that. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to have to put on my own. What's the bar that Pee Wee Herman had when he slid down in Great Adventure and he like slid? He started his jammies and landed and fully like whatever that is. We need that because getting like. Getting my son up in the morning is fun, but then I'm like, oh, I have to get changed. So like, it'd be cool to just slide down a pole and be like, all right, buddy, let's have breakfast. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. Wallace and Gromit. Shorts. I'm still waiting for my hoverboard. Thank by you the way. for all of this. This is if for nothing else. <laughs> this has been a stroll down uh, amnesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. But we should probably get back to music. So I guess so. Yeah. So we got a release coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the the fall slash winter, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. Yep. You know, maybe a, an animated music video in 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 my head, in in, 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 my, in your our, head in at our least. Collective heads, until yeah. we can find a computer program that'll look at looking at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe we're only a couple years from you just Perhaps. being able to like imagine something <laughs> right. and it, it pops Here's up. Here's that video we wanted to make back in 2018. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, we do have a couple shows uh, this summer. Um, yeah, we're playing a show on Saturday, next Saturday. When are we playing that again? June 9th. June 9th at okay. Howlers. We're playing at Howlers. We're playing with. Um, as la- as laddered standard broadcast and God's Green Apples. Cool. Yep. And that'll be fun. That'll be June 9th. And then the next show is our big show for the summer. We are opening for the Posies yeah. at Club Cafe. And the Posies are on their 30th anniversary tour. And for the tour, it's the 30th anniversary of their career, but the lineup that's touring. For those of you who like know the Posies, it's like been Ken Stringfellow and John R. from the beginning. And they've kind of always, they've had sometimes a, a lineup change in terms of drummers and bass players. Well, the, yeah. the lineup they have now is the lineup that made their classic Frosting on the Beater album. And they had that drummer for a previous album too, but that was the, the lineup that made that album, that toured that album. And that was like their kind of their breakthrough album. Because the Posies were kind of swept up in that seattle grunge wave so but they were from right outside of seattle they're from they're from an area like like two or three hours outside Mm -hmm. of seattle so it's like they i think john and ken met in college and started making music together and then dear 23 their first like big release was like a lot of uh, acoustic stuff with the two of them and then their rhythm section yeah and then when grunge broke they were already like playing a lot in Seattle, so they kind of like rode that wave of like playing Pink Fop Festival in Glastonbury, and they put out that album and did big tours and stuff like that. And now they're just back to like touring the stuff that they were playing before the whole grunge quote unquote explosion. So they're playing like larger clubs and like like they'll be playing Club Cafe here, but like they played San Francisco I think last night and they played like a decent size like yeah. five hundred person venue. And yeah, so we're opening up for them at Club yeah. Cafe on June nineteenth. June nineteenth. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. June nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. It's a Tuesday night. June nineteenth. Yes. I almost said June twenty sixth for some reason. Nope. Don't. That show would up be on wrong. June, yeah. If you show Don't. up on June twenty sixth, posies are long gone, and, <laughs> and I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the that's the big one. That that's that's what we're like extremely excited about. That yeah. it's gonna be cool. That's been a band that I've yeah. like literally first heard in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Fall of ninety three. Yeah. So the fact that like. I'm opening for that band. Yeah. It's like crazy to me. It's just like, you know, opening for your heroes, you know? Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, and then after that, we're playing, I, we can because we can say it now that we're playing Deutschtown because that's yep. all been announced. Yep. Word. We are playing at Elks Club on at, on the Saturday. The Elks like, Lodge? Saturday, Saturday Lodge. at like 7, 7 p.m. 7 Word. 7? We're actually yeah. playing, it's like us and Patty the Wanderer, which is cool because we played a gig with them 
it was like the first gig back that we played like after Sunday night. It was like a Sunday night at Howlers with us in a touring and band called was, Black Naked Wings, and, and we played exactly a, uh, to Patty the Wanderer and Black Naked Wings. Right. Yes. I think there was a hockey game on that night or yeah. something. As well. It was like one of those that things. Happened to me was, last time I played at Howlers. Yeah, yeah. it was just that one of happens. those nights where <laughs> the touring band showed up and they're like, "So, what time do we start?" We're like, "Actually, now." They're like, "Oh, uh, no one's here." I'm like, "It's a Sunday night and there's a playoff game and yeah. it's cold." And I guess people just decided, you know, the classic scenario of like, "Fuck it, we'll but just yeah, stay Deutschtown. at home." Yeah, we're playing with them at Deutsch Deutschtown, which would be cool. Yeah, they'll be they'll be right before us or right after us. I think I don't remember. Anyway, but, yeah, yeah we, cool. we will be right sandwiched next to them at Deutschtown at the Elks Lodge. And then we're playing here at the end of the summer. Yeah, we're playing here with the the Red Lines Mm -hmm. and another band to be announced. There's going to be three bands on that lineup, and that'll be August 27th, 26th. Something like that. It's a set. One of the last Saturdays. Plenty of time between then and now. And then Jesse and myself are involved in Trib Fest, which is happening in October. Uh, Banks Alexander from um, uh, Action Action Camp Camp has been doing that for years, and it's been a lot of fun. This is like their seventh or eighth year or something. Mm-hmm. something yeah, like he that. was just on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard that. It was it was a good show. And um, Action Camp was one of the bands. Like, that was like one of the first bands I heard in the city where I was like, holy shit, there's some really great bands. And I've known Banks for a while. But anyway, yeah, we're playing that. And Jesse and I are with two other musicians doing a tribute to Elvis Costello, which is which like... be really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... He has El- a lot Elvis, of lyrics to memorize. Elvis was a wordy guy. And I, <laughs> a wordy guy. I've been a Pete Thomas fan since I started playing, and I actually met him after the last show, the last time that he came here, which was th- thrilling. And we didn't have this conversation then, but I had messaged him earlier, like I think mm-hmm. a year ago, because we thought we were going to do this a year yeah, ago. Yeah. But then with the birth of my son, we got sidetracked. But I emailed Pete and said, like, you know, we're going to do this tribute to you guys. Do you have any recommendations? And he just wrote back, Dear Kevin, play really fucking fast. Love, Pete. Because, like, you hear these, <laughs> you hear these, like, these club recordings of <laughs> like 1978, awesome. like the, the I'm, I'm taking a very specific period in the band and I'm like, this is what I want us to sound like. And I played it for Jesse. He's like, are you sure you want to play? I'm like, we're going to fucking fly through this set. It's going to be killer because we're playing it like double the speed, you know, but we're going to, it's, it's only nine songs because yeah. we only have like 25 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, what can we squeeze in in 25 minutes? And I've always wanted to play Pete Thomas's pieces. Of course he was like 23 and fit when he played them. And, so I have some work to do. Yeah, this summer, that'll be fun. And then hopefully by that, you know, in all that, we're going to have an, finish have up it. the album and um, hopefully and have a release it. show at some point somewhere. And then, and then we'll hibernate someone. for the winter probably. Yeah, probably. Because we have some, like... Take some time, write some more stuff and yeah. start all over yeah. again. Yeah. That's the cycle. And yeah. do, do stuff with the family and stuff like that. Eh, maybe work, <laughs> yeah. maybe work on that cartoon. <laughs> yeah, Maybe right? work on the cartoon. Yeah, we'll see. So. Yeah. So yeah, now we, uh, the, we took a, we, we took like a, a, when my son was born eight months ago, we took a break of like three months and it led like kind of right into the holidays, which was nice. Cause it was like, oh yeah, we would have all been really busy with family stuff to try and do a bunch of gigs, but yeah, it wouldn't worked out. The yeah. only, the only, the only like, yeah, the only thing is like we, we unfortunately missed out on a bunch of good shows. Cause there's a ton of bands that have yeah, a bunch kept, of really exciting yeah, we gigs like coming up. Getting offered shows. And we're like, can't. Yeah. It was like Take the minute time. The, we actually didn't play the release of this. The oh, day yeah, that this right. came out. So there's a funny story. Like we released this on my birthday and I was turning 40 and we ran, we got the James Street Gastropub and like yeah. it was the Spectres and the Park Plan and us. And 
we're like, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Uh, I kind of like put it out there too. Also, I'm turning 40 that night. Yeah. It's going to be a party. Uh, everyone should come out. And like, I even had like a friend of mine, one of my oldest friends from Philadelphia, he came out the night before and he and I are like at two in the morning, like with the whiskey. Remember the time when we, oh, the salad day is my friend and my wife comes down the stairs. I had literally, by the way, turned 40 like two hours previous. My wife comes down the stairs and it's like, um, I, I don't want to scare you, but I, I, something's, I feel like off and I'm like, okay, we'll go to the hospital. We'll get it checked out. You know, we'll probably be back in like four hours, guys. Yeah. You guys just relax. We'll be back. Cause we've done this before. We're at the hospital and it's like, okay, so we're going to get you a room and da da da. I'm like, wait, what's happening? She's like, she's in labor. You're yeah. having this baby right now. <laughs> so like, you know, the phone call to the parents and the, my, my parents are like, we're on our way. It's like four in the morning. And I called him. I left a message and he called me back. I can hear like yeah. the laugh in his voice, like, how you doing, buddy? And I just start crying. I'm like, I'm going to be a dad. And he's, I'm like, what do we do? And he's like, I'll handle it. Uh, I was and like, you're still coming to the show though, right? Yeah. We were, he was like, he's like, <laughs> for like a minute, my, my sense of humor went out the window. I'm like, I wait, no. And he's like, I'm just fucking. With you, dude. <laughs> so props to our friends of Lo-Fi Delphi who yeah, he they called. Came in and, yeah, they came in. He called in. like that morning and said, actually, it's funny. Being a really fun night. Yeah, it, it was it was actually funny. I think Tyler, their drummer, actually had something that night, and he was like, "I fuck, I cancel it. I'm canceling it. I'm we're definitely playing the show because it was like you know eight hours notice to yeah. like come." Yeah, show it all up. ended up working out. Yeah, and I, I got a very nice video of what the gig looked like. Yeah. at the you sang happy birthday and sent me a video, which was cute. And at, you know, it, my son actually wound up showing mm -hmm. the next day, so he his birthday is the day after mine. For a second, I thought I'd have my son's birthday on my yeah. same day, but. But yeah, so we actually never even played this show. And Punks, it was funny because Punksburg did a review, which was great. Yeah. And then Lauren was like, and their drummer wasn't even there. And by the way, in, in like captions, yeah. like, congratulations, dad. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a, so it was like one of our most memorable shows that we actually didn't play. So, but it was, it was a fun time. So, yeah. That's Same. super cool. I think that that's like a really good testament just to like, you know, the tight knit community of the Pittsburgh music scene and yeah, how, you know, a lot, a lot of good bands out there, man. There's a lot of good people. Yeah, 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 fortunately, for sure. yeah, and they all for sure. fortunately play music, and a lot of them are in yeah. bands that we really enjoy. So you know, I, I, so we're lucky. What are your personal opinions on anybody that says like, "Oh, like the music scene here sucks"? I think they might just be kind of boring. Like, if you're bored, yeah. you're kind of boring. You yeah, know? like it might be your fault. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just, I, I just yeah. like, I, just, I don't understand like how you can think things aren't like good here there's so much yeah i think they compare it a lot to other cities and that right there is kiss of death and i've been what? guilty of that too like we're just like a couple years back i was like man it's like athens in 1978 there's all these like great bands and they're all like out and they're supporting each other and then i'm like no because we're never going to be athens in 78 we're going to be pittsburgh in this time and we have to figure out as a city and as as a scene quote unquote how we're going to like build that and support each other. Um, I'll be honest. Like I, I, I was never bored, but it wasn't until I had a son and took time off that I realized how many shows I'm like, like there's like three, four shows I want to go see just this week. And it's just like, I couldn't cause I was a new dad and I wanted, to, I mean, I wanted to stay home with my son, but it was also like, God damn, we're, we're really doing a lot in this city. It was impressive. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, there's definitely stuff to go see at any night or any weekend you just have to like go yeah. do it there's yeah. i mean there's <laughs> yeah. always gonna be naysayers like i know i i became really i i'd heard your podcast but i came became really familiar when you did the video about whatever that meeting they had was that uh, the, the the music ecosystem thing like just yeah it was like okay i get it but 
like, I'm glad I wasn't there. Cause I mean, I wouldn't have said anything. I, I probably just would have left. Cause I mean, I don't know like about a theater, like I, this is like where my theater background kicks in. Like if you want to go see a show, you go see a show. If you want to support the theater, you go out and see your friends. Sometimes you might see something that's going to challenge you that you might not like, like, but that's part of art. That's part of creativity. So like at one point when someone in that interview or that, that whole meeting was like, you know, we need to have like a mixer of something like artists can meet each other. And God bless Dave Wheeler. He's like, it's called going to a fucking show. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And, I, and anytime <laughs> someone, I feel like the city, the city, yeah. we do that all the time. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we, we go see shows and I kind of want to, I'm like, I feel like people are trying to find some shortcut in in order of making it good and it's like just go see some shows or when you go see your friend's band stay for the next three bands because you don't know who's going to get up and play like and i you know the the mad mexican wait motherfucker exactly it's like it's not going anywhere and like i know i i check or i just like quoted dave a second ago and and i i think i dave wheeler i think is a great musician I will say, like, I know he's not a big fan of the festivals and stuff sometimes. I like but, like, those, that's, like, a perfect example. Like, we walk around all day, like, holy shit, your band's great. And they're like, your band's great. I'm like, we yeah. should do gigs together. Because, like, we never knew who Orange Mammoth were until we right. did Deutschtown. We met God's Green Apples. We met the Spectres. We met so many bands that we've worked with at these shows and these festivals. The Silver Thread, who's been around forever, putting out records. And we played with them at RAN. And they were like, you guys are great. And we're like, fuck, you guys are great. We need to you know, we need to get together and do shows. It's like, that's how it happens. And you have to have a city that's full of people that want to go out and see shows and support artists. And sometimes they might see something that might challenge them. And I also don't understand like the thing about like shows are too expensive to go see. It's like, dude, you're going down the street to fucking drop $60 at a craft cocktail place. Don't right. tell me 10 bucks is too much to yeah, go see right. four bands inside <laughs> of one night, especially your friends yeah, with two of the yeah, bands. Yeah, don't text me if the show's too expensive from pork and beans, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're going to the liver you're going to the liver war, Livermore where I used to like join bands at the Shadow Lounge and you're telling me you can't afford 10 bucks. Yeah. Like you so, know, I get it, but it's like, you know what? I mean, we're lucky because we're the three of us. We all make a living where we don't like. We've been in many situations where, actually, the, the show we did, Patty the Wanderer, Black yeah. Naked Wings, was a yeah. touring band. And somehow we all scratched out forty bucks from that gig, but we gave it to them because, like, you guys are fucking driving them Philly tonight. Yeah, throwing your gas tank. They're like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "We don't need it. You yeah. need it." Yeah. So we can do that. So I feel weird about giving my opinion about paying and not paying for shows, but like, I can't tell you how many friends that I know and love dearly who I've known for like a decade and they've never seen me play a show because, well, we're up, you know, we're, we're playing at spirit and I had some friends at the Brillo box. They're like, yeah, well, we're here. We, we don't want to head all the way down there. I'm like, head all the way down there. Put your fucking car in neutral. and just roll down the hill. It's $5. It's like, we're putting out an album for Christ's sake. Like, so I just, or actually our album was like no cover or something too. It's so yeah. it's like it's just weird to me. Like, and then be, and then they all sit around in this like this think tank. Like, how can we make the scene creative? And then like that's when I want Dave Wheeler's voice to just play in a loop. Like, go see a fucking show, go support your friends because yeah. yeah. they're probably going to line themselves up with bands that are also pretty interesting, and you're going to get a great night. And then you're going to start seeing other bands. I don't care about like anybody's personal opinion, and like, you know somebody can say well, you the should. City sucks. I'm kidding now. I don't care. But what gets under my skin is whenever they say that shit out loud to other people that have no idea of what the city has to offer. Uh, and they're, yeah, they're not sure. out They're yeah. spitting off their shit. Like, like right. oh, like, so what's the local music scene? Like, oh, it sucks. Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah, Because they're a grump and they never even come out to shows. They don't even right. know what the fuck they're missing. And then, yeah. you know. Or they used to be in a band that was like, the other thing we've seen is like a band that, like, I was in this band and now no one comes to see my shows. So people oh, yeah, don't know what they're talking about. It's like, work for it. Well, it's like, 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's just like that's you started something new. You have to like you have to build up a fan base. Like we have friends that love us and we still like have to promote the shit out of our shows because we want people to know about it and we want them to bring their friends who haven't seen us. That's how it works. Yeah. You can't just fucking expect people to show up yeah. and see something. And like why the fuck do you want to load up all your gear? You have it in an attic. So mm-hmm. you probably have to drag it down some fucking steps or something. No, I have an elevator. No, I'm no you don't. Wouldn't that be? Oh my <laughs> god, that'd be amazing! <laughs> Jesus, oh, fucking that'd be the best. <laughs> we have, we have Nigel, our our roadie. You gotta drag all this shit around. It's like that's that's what always blows my mind. When every once in a while I get stuck playing a show with a band, you know, it's like they show up late, they mm. don't bring any merch, they play their set, they don't talk to anybody, and then they leave. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, I've seen Whoa. that before. Yeah, why did you do that? Like, yeah. why did you drag all your shit here <laughs> to not try to make at least make friends with somebody? Right. Like, yeah. you know, write your band name down on a piece of paper and right. give yeah. it to me. Like, yeah. just like, well, some people, anything. some people don't like people. Like, they're you know, but there's like, that. Like, that amazes. There's me, nothing. Though. There's nothing cool about that. No, unless, there's like, not. You're wearing like a weird mask. And yeah, like sure. you know, like hitting yourself with a raw steak during the right, set. Right, yeah, right. don't talk to me then. I'll probably think you're really cool. What yeah, was the yeah. band like, that came to Howlers that like lit all their gear on fire with the kabuki masks? Oh. That was like the most amazing show. <laughs> I wasn't there for that, but no, I but did, I was like, I did hear that that was awesome. It was like unbelievable how like without even saying anything, there was this kinesthetic awareness yeah. between the audience and like holding guys that? up on their drum stools. I can't. You know what? This oh, was man, this was a Zombo production. He that. he got this band in the city. And I, I don't remember their name, but they were unbelievable. And if Zombo, you're out there, put it in the comment section somewhere. But like, I I, the, I missed them the last time they came yeah. back. Mm. But like something like that, like if I I kept hearing about it, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I, I don't know what this is. I'm gonna take a chance. And I had the best night of my life yeah. watching music. Well, yeah. maybe not the best night of my life. But. Yeah, Pittsburgh's cool. I mean, like it's um, so it's 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 got city amenities. But with like a small feel. town feel yeah. kind of you know yeah, it's like got that. its neighborhoods and it's got its clicks and its bubbles but people need to cross a bridge and people need yeah. to like step outside their comfort zone a little that's the only thing I would really say I don't think anything's wrong with the city I think no. the scene is great I like it I like it here and, yeah. a lot, and I feel in my opinion a, a lot of people that can, I'm not from here a lot of people that complain about the scene aren't people that are actually involved yeah. in the scene and if you, <laughs> if you want to complain about the scene that's fine just yeah. stop coming to venues because I don't want to see you hanging around shows because you're bumming me out and ruining everybody's <laughs> time. You're ruining the vibe, man. Yeah, there were even like a couple face. There were a couple Facebook groups that I was I was in where everyone was trying to like announce. Oh, I have this idea. Like a couple weeks ago, someone was like, "We should start the shows earlier," and I was like, "We fucking talked at length about this two years ago," and I just like left the group. Oh, I'm th- like, a, yeah, it's it, it'd be it's great if, like, we, if we start the show early. Great, but are you actually going to show up and pay ten bucks to see the show at seven p.m.? Because if not, there's no point in having the discussion. Also, I was listening to this. Seven p.m. is early. Rock and roll supposed to happen at night. I was no, but it was like a same. Wednesday night in the winter. <laughs> yeah. It'd be better to go see a show at like seven p.m. than sure. like go at nine, and then the band doesn't start till ten because. Mm. Yeah. I was listening to a conversation earlier about the Thundercats reboot that they're doing. It's like Thundercats. It looks like uh, it looks like a, a children's cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like the cool Japanimation, like kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks like every other cartoon now, just like how Thundercats looked a lot like other cartoons then. Sure. But the point of the conversation that I listened to was you get a lot of people that are complaining about the way the new show looks. But in 2011, they rebooted Thundercats. Like properly with like the the traditional oh, yeah. animation stuff, yeah. nobody really watched it, so it went away. Oh, and it's like where the fuck were you people yeah, four yeah. years ago? That's, where were you that guys? That is a good point. Well, yeah. and the other thing too is people do like to complain. Yeah, I mean people like it. Oh yeah, people that's, get that's off why, on like, Yelp people. Exists. People get off on 
oh, complaining yeah, totally. and bitching. And it does yeah. nothing for creativity. No, no. I, I mean, I know that, you know. that what, what we're kind of doing right now is complaining a little bit. <laughs> well, but we're I complaining about the complainers. It, we're right, not complaining about our own scene. Right. We're not complaining. We're... <laughs> sure. We're... Uh, this is a productive critique. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. But yeah, we there love are, you, Pittsburgh. There, you there, need to improve yeah. on this. There are, but there are people that really do. And the thing, too, it's the minority. But the it's like the minority complaints. But it's, like very it's loud. so loud. It's yeah. like that, uh, you know, my whole body, there's a lot of skin, and you could just prick it with a little needle, and yeah. that's all I'm going to feel. I'm sure. Like, ah, fuck. Well, yeah. I was like, I yeah, guess yeah. it was like, stung by a bee. You right, know, right. like, there yeah, was some guy at this that. meeting or whatever, this town hall thing that they had where he got up and started screaming about how he had tried this before and it sucks and there's no point in doing it. And then, like, someone was like, like why are you Who are you? We've never heard of you. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, Oh, fuck. I, 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 so, a buddy of mine, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, go ahead. Um, I wasn't there, so I have no idea. I, I typically avoid, like, the, the Facebook dialogue when it comes to talking about shows and uh politics so it's the local like this scene. meeting but in real time yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, somebody that's actually a friend of mine who like we're homies with yeah uh he posted something about how like bands shouldn't have to sell tickets for shows and i have my own personal opinion yeah on that. that's and don't want to get into it yeah, but yeah. then like there was somebody else that chimed in about like i'm not gonna i don't remember exactly what they said but it was just kind of one of these things where it's just like who are you yeah, it was like that uh, <laughs> that scene in like Mean Girls. I was like, you don't even go here. You know what I'm talking about? Like that's <laughs> I what do. I felt like with this. Fucking you don't even dude. go to this school. Yeah, like who? Are I want you? my pink shirt back. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had to throw that Mean yeah. Girls quote out there because that's such a good movie. It's fucking but, uh, awesome. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, well, let's not get sidetracked with Mean Girls, but it's brilliant. Here. No, but it was like that's the thing. It's like I I'm not involved enough in in all that aspect of the scene. We have our bands that we're friends yeah. with, and we we do shows, and we want to be around those people who like are, have a positive attitude who are really creative that are involved in like a lot of our friends are involved in like three and four bands at mm -hmm. once. I don't even know how they do it. Like we're busy enough with just one, maybe two side projects if that, but like, it just like, I want to be with those people because we're all doing this stuff on our own for fun because we love it and it's awesome. And, and it's just, I mean, we're professional about it, but it's fucking fun. Yeah. So when someone's sitting around going, well, oh, this scene sucks. It's Why like, well then don't there? come out and spread that negativity or maybe you should go out and just not approach it with a negative attitude and start going to see a lot of different shows or be the change that you wish to see hey, in the world as the Dalai Lama would say <laughs> right <laughs> and there's the uh, oh that, that was kind of like the more you know what I what was the more you know the nice way I would have put what I wanted to say to the person in those, those comment threads yeah. just about like hey you know like you're complaining about the way promoters handle shows Sure. You book a show. Yeah. Then yeah, book exactly. One. Start exactly. booking shows yeah, yeah, yeah. every day of the week right. for bands from all over the country, sometimes right. all over the world, there, yeah. where there's real money on the line, not your little like right, seventy five dollars right. that right, you right. owe Roboto or whatever. Right. Like right. you know, like real fucking shit. Rent a space. Do it every day for like a decade. Take yeah. tickets. Let's revisit this then, conversation. Right, yeah. <laughs> Get up on stage, play your show, and then grab the broom and clean up afterwards and do that for like five years and then chime in on this internet conversation. And there's a lot of people too that were like that, like people that are in promoters or work with venues where it's like, this is legitimately their job. They are people with families and kids. Yeah. You know, they aren't working at pharmacies. They right, are yeah. not post office guys. You yeah. know, they are like, they got to make it. This is their yeah, thing. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's like, you know, 
I think a lot of the time people do forget that because maybe they're not making money in the scene. Right. And you forget that a lot of the ideas and the way you're talking about like, oh, some people shouldn't be making this much money or some people be shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, well, this is still a business and people do have to fucking right. live off of this, you know? And that's Absolutely, like, 100%. And yeah, if yeah. maybe you thought about that more, you wouldn't be sitting here complaining. Right. You know what's funny too is like the one time I, yeah, I, I did like... <laughs> Like what you're talking about, like planning a show, putting a show together, booking a show. Da, da, I did this like tribute show at, at Club Cafe, a tribute to the band Big Star, like f now three, four years something ago, like that, something yeah. like yeah. that. And like I got a bunch of musicians who I really respect together. We, But it was kind of like my thing. So like at the end of the night, the guy took me upstairs and was like, and here's a split. And here's what we got. Oh, totally. I was like, that's what we made tonight? He's like, well, yeah, dude, you booked the venue. You, but you know, I mean, we took our cut, but that's what you guys are each getting. And I was like, fuck, we each get over a hundred bucks in one night. I'm like, oh, that's what, that's the kind of work you have to do to put into that show. Totally. And I was able to give all the guys like, hey, we made this much dough. Thanks for playing an awesome show. I'll see you guys around. And I was like, oh, so that's why some sometimes when we like promote the shit out of something, we make, uh, you know, 50, 60 right. bucks at Howler's on a Thursday night. Yeah. It's not a lot of money, but it's like, yeah. We were able to get 50, 60 bucks out of it. It's like, because you got to do the legwork. You got yeah. You can't just put on a Facebook ad. I mean, that's nice. It's a way of reaching out to people, but that's like so many people do that. So like doing stuff like this, no, doing, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. Honestly, the best thing that you could do is just talk to people. Yeah. And network. Every Absolutely. time I go to a, it's, every it's time I go to a gig, like I come back, I'll go see a show and I, I, the next day I'm messaging them. I'm like, so we're also doing a show with Lo-Fi Delphi <laughs> and Parkland wants to do a show. Like, okay, that, I'll be there. And it's just like, that's how we do our gigs. Yeah. And that's how we spread the word of yeah, stuff just coming out. Talk, I think for a while, you know, I went through a phase when I felt like I was a burden to my friends and people around me were like, I didn't want to nag them about shows, you know, okay. or like, you know, yeah. for a while, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like I'm playing all the time and you feel like you become annoying to some yeah. people and it's in your, it was in my head. It wasn't a thing because it's one of those things where, you know, it's like, I don't tell my friends about it. I'm not posting online about it. And then I play the show and you, nobody I know is there. But then, you know, the next week, you know, I run into some people like, oh, so like, when's the next time you're playing? And it's like, oh, you know, I just played last week. Oh, I wish you would have told me. Right. And it's like, are you, really? Yeah. You sure? You sure? Because there's like a time. Like, no, like they're definitely serious yeah, because, yeah. you know, they're tired of sitting around these cafe every night. Like, right, they yeah. want me to tell them when yeah. I'm playing a show. So now it's kind of like, you know, I send out texts to people. One of the things with Pittsburgh is like we still have that still very uh, segregated by, you know, the bridges and the neighborhoods. So yeah. like there's definitely like if I'm playing at the Smiling Moose. I know damn well not to text my friends that live in Lawrenceville. Yeah. Right? But that's fine because I know right. I'm going to be playing at Spirit or Brillo Box right. eventually. Exactly. And, and yeah, right. I'll keep them people on reserve right. for those shows. Exactly. It'd be nice to get everybody together for one big one. Right. You know, but hey. Yeah. You do that. You do, <laughs> well, that's actually one of the benefits of Pittsburgh, though, too, is there's. You can be on tour. There's like little, there's like little pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little Pittsburgh tour. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's little pockets and every pocket has a, has a little space. Uh -huh. Cool. It is funny though how like we've we've played for like X amount of years and then we run into a band and we're like where have you guys been? Yeah. And like someone asked us recently like where have you been? <laughs> Jesse was like we've been a band for ten years. And yeah. I was like what? Yeah. And then like you know when we when I discovered the Silver Thread I was like wait you guys have been around for how long? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, here are all of our albums. I was like, holy shit, how have we never met? He's like, well, we play here, and you guys tend to play there, and, and now we ran into each other yeah, at Rant. It's so like it's like basically in different cities. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah that a, is a funny thing, though, about like not texting, because it's like, oh, so-and-so lives in Lawrenceville. They're totally not coming out today. Yeah, but we're going to be at Kativa next month, <laughs> uh -huh. so you can stumble yeah, over that's, it. Yeah, that's just like, that's what I, that's how I've been approaching things. It seems to be working okay for me. I still bother cool. the shit out of me, though, because I don't know. Growing up, I mean, it doesn't. 
I'm oh, used like, to it in Pittsburgh. Like, uh, getting people across a bridge. Well, it's just like, because I grew up in Philly, so it's like, I grew up outside Philadelphia where, like, I drive 25 minutes to my buddy's house in North Wales, pick up him, then drive another 10 minutes to pick up so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Then we'd hop on the Blue Route, head downtown, yeah, but you had a go Blue route. see a show. We don't have a Blue Route. <laughs> okay, I'm just talking in terms of time. Like, yeah. I'm going over the bridge, blah, blah, blah. We're going to South Street. We're yeah. going to see Sloan with Slater Kenny play a show. Then we hang out at What's This Place bar until like yeah. 1 a.m. And then I drive everyone home. And it was like, that was my night. Now, if, like, you ask a Pittsburghian to drive 25 minutes to just pick up one friend and you haven't even made it to the venue yet, they're like, nah, that's too far. And I'm yeah, like, not doing that. I've had friends in Cranberry that I haven't seen in like five oh, for years. Sure. That's the thing. It's like, I live in, I live in Troy Hill. So I have to cross a bridge to get anywhere, yeah. unless it's yeah, Mr. Yeah. Smalls, pretty yeah. much. But even then, oh, I still yeah, have to yeah. go down Rialto. <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. essential. That's a, a nightmare. It can well, be. the city doesn't make it easy with, like, construction and, like, yeah, and there's always some I mean, asshole that gets in an accident. Fine. Like, if yeah. I want to go anywhere, I have to cross. It's never been it'd be, an issue for me. It'd be me. cool if we had public transportation of some description that was, like, reliable. The public yeah, transit, it's, see, not, it's, not, it's not terrible, it's but... Not, it's, when I moved here in 2000, though, like, we would be at parties at, like, so-and-so's house until, like, four in the morning, and we didn't care because we knew there were at least two seventy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The late night transportation is definitely an issue. There used to be buses that ran twenty four hours. Yeah, like, so the you could always C, make the fifty four. Yeah. All those they ran twenty four fucking yeah. hours. Man. When I was in college, and I would say like I was like tired the next morning, and they're like, "Where were you?" I was like, oh, "I was down at blah blah blah." I saw the show, and they're like, "How did you get back to the dorms?" I'm like, "I took the bus." Like. Yeah. When, what do you think I walked back yeah, from, uh, yeah. you know, because <laughs> the dorms were downtown. So I, I, like, I went to tea. see a show at the Beehive Theater and yeah. I didn't get in until like 3 a.m. Like, how'd you get downtown? You take a cab? I'm like, no, the 71. Drop me yeah. off. I just I wish the T went more places. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the they've been nice. talking about expanding that forever. It's I know. just such an expensive of project. I know. It'd be awesome, though. Yeah. I really wish, sorry to segue, but I really wish all those places in Oakland were still open. Oh, there dude. were so yeah. many. Yeah. Yeah. I live down the street from beehive and walk down and would see like guided by voices and then like on thursday night just walk down to 80s night at upstage and i actually never saw a show at uh laga it just never like yeah. i saw i saw a lot of bands at laga i never saw a band at the beehive but i did see lost highway there the movie oh David okay. Lynch. yeah, yeah. Um, i was like super young i had a like a really inappropriate uncle that <laughs> <laughs> he just dragged me around everywhere. I got to see that. Like, he took me to see the Cramps, the Rolling Stones. Oh man! Oh yeah! Oh, Son of wow! Because we, yeah. we, yeah, we were. We used to play a cover of a Cramp song, the "Human Fly." Yeah. 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 Oh god, that's that's such an that would have been such an so, awesome. So like my band. first concert ever was the Kinks. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's Jesus. awesome. Well, yeah. that's. But I mean, that was the thing. Was like my my parents were super young when they had me. Like like my my mom was like sixteen telling, or seventeen, yeah, you're, you're, and like they were just like. Uh, they were just like all like into like metal and rock and stuff like that. Yeah. Like super in the music. Not neither of them played. And my uncle was just like a huge record collector. Oh, very cool. I, yeah. saw, I, I think saw I heard the on a podcast when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah? Saying, <laughs> yeah, that's I remember awesome. you saying on like a previous podcast, like your uncle had this like insane record collection. Where yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, my parents were too busy being parents to like, you know. Hmm. I mean, there was a lot of like stereotypical like negative things from my family that came from like the the their lack of responsibility but probably <laughs> the one really good thing that came from it was just like the exposure to arts and culture was like insane yeah That's awesome. once, once i got That's into cool. high school and started doing the same thing like my folks were like he wants to be in plays and sure go ahead because i was like in my room making mixtapes and and like as a kid listening to way too much howard stern and way too much like <laughs> like i'd raid my brother's we shared my brother and i shared a room for years so like 
it was like the mid eighties and I would just like raid his like collection of tapes and stuff. And we'd like, I would just stay in my room all the time. So when they knew I was going out and doing stuff to like, yeah, get out of here, go, go see that battle of the bands. And I was like, get yeah. out of here, kid. I come back like covered in sweat. It was like, it was awesome. There's a whole <laughs> world out, out there. Here, I got to get out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then like, yeah, when my one, I was doing a show and my, it was like 1997 and my buddy was like, I'm going down to South street. Do you want to come with me? I'm going to pick up some clothes for the show. I was like, cool. And then like we were down there, he's like, how late can you stay out tonight? And Sebado was playing down the street, and we went to see them. And I didn't know you could spend fifteen bucks. To me, like all I had seen at that point was like REM and like big like stadium Bigger, shows. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, to yeah, spend yeah. fifteen bucks, and so I'm like, there's three bands playing. Today? Yeah, whoa. One of them's local. This is cool. Yeah. And then like for the next three or four years, we like lived at the TLA and the Trocadero, and like so. Well, I I grew up in a um a cultural dead zone, Wilkesbury town. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. I mean that's. I grew. I mean, I, I grew up in Wilkinsburg, so like that was like Laga was basically like your South Street for yeah. me, like Oakland, because it was like we would just get on the sixty one and yeah, go shoot, sh- just shoot straight down yeah. there, and you know saw a bunch of bands. Yeah, I, remember, I missed I missed the Oakland. I wasn't was, here for that. My really wife fun. saw uh, George Clinton. Um, I think at Club Laga. Um, but speak- when she wasn't when like before she was in college and she actually saw George Clinton get out of like drive up in a little sedan, like get out of his sedan. <laughs> yeah, she said that was pretty cool. It was gonna say I was a real quick segue though. The one thing we did see in Oakland, and speaking of your wife, because you and your wife were there, we did see Nick Cave in the bad seats in Oakland. Uh, nice. I'm really bummed I missed oh, yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was I was up in front- the I was up in the rafters. Yeah. I was front row for that. that I was, heard that was a great show. I, yeah, it was like, really Dan, cool. Dan, who's in the Spectres, wound up sitting behind me, and like three songs in, Nick like climbed over some guys, and like we're holding on to him, like two or three songs in. I'm like, yeah. this is like, because I I was telling my wife like he only plays like the first 12, 15 yeah, rows. And I was, and I we was, were originally in the balcony, and then she called me up. She's like, don't get mad. I bought two front row seats as well, so we sold the other tickets, and like we weren't sitting together. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, a buddy of mine took pictures of the show, and she's like standing there like looking up at him, and I'm behind a guy, but like. Like that was that show was just amazing. It was just uh, my friends, my like Oakland contingent of the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. We were all there, and they were like the guys that got me into the cave and the helicopters and like all these great bands. So we were all there, sitting within like two rows of each other. And there's Nick Cave. You were like, you were absolutely right though that it it was definitely a different experience further away. Yeah, because that was I was really worried when she's like, we got VIP, we got the whole thing. It's balcony, and I'm like. Like I've seen so much of Nick Cave and on like videos and interviews, and I'm like that nerd where I'm like, we're gonna get a good show, yeah. But if you really want to, and she called back like an hour later, like I bought two front row tickets. There you go. I was like, no <laughs> way. And I was sitting next to someone who had seen him live a couple times, and she's like, at some point he's gonna get down and do this to the audience, and I'm gonna grab you and pull you up front. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be rude. To she's like, no, people are gonna run down from the balcony. And like run up, and that's what happened. Like people who were ten rows behind my friends were like they were standing in front of us. So we like elbowed our way to the front, and we're just like right there. And then he like leaned into the audience, and we were carrying him at one point. It was fucking crazy. And then it's Nick Cave in the bad seat. So musically, it was like out of this world. Yeah. And Thomas tossed me a stick. I got it. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I was like, that. Thomas, great show. He's like, hey man, boom. And I'm like, yes, nice. <laughs> and we got nice. a set list too. Oh, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah. No, that was a great show. We did see. So that was your one good Oakland experience show. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I saw, I've like, seen I've I've seen other shows, um, like at the Carnegie Music Hall. Yeah. But uh, not like the yeah, clubs. not at the clubs. Right. Yeah, That's a different even, experience entirely. 
and real quick too, like I, I remember I was when I was training for the post office, I had mm-hmm. to make a delivery to the what is the garage door, what used to be decade. And I was ch- I was chatting with the one woman who works there about like the bands that used to play here, and like there were a couple of I was gonna say kids, but obviously <laughs> oh, they're over twenty one kids but, over there. But they're like all sitting there, like the beers, <laughs> and you could see this one girl like kind of like reboot. She's like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Yeah, Sting walked through that door with his bass amp," and she's like, "Wait a minute, what?" And I took her outside and showed her the plaque. She's like, yeah. "This was that place." I was like, yeah. "You two fucking played there. The Ramones played there. Yeah, the Cramps yeah. played there." And she was like. Why is this a shitty bar now? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. This I was like, I don't know why it's Oakland this now. used to have really good venues. And she was like, wait a minute, what? And I said, you know the place, the 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 cricket store, whatever up the street? That was the Beehive Theater. I saw yeah. got it by voices there twice inside of a year. And she was yeah. like, she was like, you could just tell she was beside herself. She's like, we have to go to like, you know, stage AE to see a show. Right. And it's just like, well, yeah, they they put on good shows, but yeah you don't have many clubs and she's like well there's none around and that's when i was like uh the spirit i started like listing off all these places and she's like how come i don't know this and i'm like you guys gotta get you out gotta get like out, there's a whole man. other fucking scene you're missing out on so i'm like hoping that she's out there somewhere like seeing shows but saying thank you to mr postman she, she you should have seen the look <laughs> on her face she was like wait a minute who was here and i was like this was a place called the decade and this is its resume and she was astounded because it's like now there's just like those electronic dartboards over there yeah and i was like that stage used to yeah like you know <laughs> the edge was probably plugging in all of his shit there and someone was telling him to quiet down or i mean i don't know what i just you know johnny ramon was on that space like you know that is weird to think about i know interesting and it just i told her like it just kept getting busted for underage drinking so eventually they shut it down completely like it's Hmm. they still had live music there when i was in college but it was like local bands Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and the place got busted like twice inside of a year and they just Uh, they shut down and when they reopened they're like no more live music yeah and that was it kids and their rock and roll goddamn kids and their dope smoking hippie ways and as, a, as one of the as one of them works tirelessly behind us, <laughs> signing his own record. Oh my god! No, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, we love the Knox boys. Yeah, uh, we should probably wrap up. Yeah, we've okay. been talking for a while. We went we went way longer than I normally do, but it was an awesome conversation. So I don't I don't we're, cut off a good talk. Good. Oh, okay. Good, cool. Good. Thanks, man. Yeah. So once again, hi, we're the Me Too's. Yeah, yeah. Thanks <laughs> Come for see having our us, shows man. And Really appreciate it. Go see Sykes and the New Violence and. What a gray walker as well too. Yeah. And uh yeah, man, thanks for having us. Yeah, this was really fun. appreciate it. Thank you much. You are very welcome. Thank you guys for being on the show. Cool. Cool. And uh and that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time, Kevin and Jesse, the me too's. Thank you for being here. My name is Sykes. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. Uh, I think I fucked that up. Whatever. <laughs> um, wait. Whoop, whoop. It's live. Thanks for listening. Thanks, cool. man. All right. And, uh, thanks, man. <laughs>